happy music today. Why not? Staples and joins us right now, our stocks editor uh, in our New York uh, 1130 studios, in our Bloomberg World headquarters. Dave, what do you got? What I've got is what Michael Hartnett, who's the uh, chief investment strategist over at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, calls Uber growth stocks. And he points to two categories. One is robotics and artificial intelligence. And the other is e-commerce, online retailing, call it what you will. And he takes a look at a couple of indexes that have really kind of taken off lately. One of them, it's uh, from an outfit called Index. That's I-N-D-X-X, just to confuse you. Anyway, it's up 49% this year, which would be the biggest gain since uh, calculations begin in 2010. And the other one, from a better-known provider, Dow Jones, their Internet Commerce Index, which is headed for a record sixth straight annual advance. So that one goes back to uh, the 1990s, so you're talking about a longer time span. And what Hartnett suggested is that you know if you want to trade for the fourth quarter, you buy these areas of the market and on one side, and then on the other side, you look at what he called some Uber value stocks, specifically banks, looking at the KBW Bank Index as a possibility. So these are areas that when you put them together, he figures will do well toward the end of the year. Certainly, if you look at uh, the robotics and artificial intelligence stocks, they have done very well. Uh, there's a, an exchange-traded fund tied into the index under the ticker BOTS, B-O-T-Z. And sure enough, that uh, stock uh, fund, I mean, is tracking the index pretty closely, up uh, about 48% this year. There's none that I could find for the Dow Jones Internet Commerce Index, but it's a relative handful of shares. So you could probably almost put something together to duplicate its performance. In any case, if you want to know more, send me an email. I'll get you the chart, the explanation that goes with it. And everything I do going forward, the email address is dwilson at bloomberg.net. That's dwilson at bloomberg.net. You know, I was looking at BOTZ bots, and I was just looking at some of the holdings. Top top uh, holdings include NVIDIA, Kians, Mitsubishi, Electric, Intuitive, Surgical, Fanuc, big robotic company uh, over in Japan, ABB. Uh, interesting to see kind of some of the names that are in there. Definitely a global mix, too. Yeah. And, you know, you think about NVIDIA, they're coming out with this mini computer that supposedly is going to allow a car to be uh, – entirely autonomous when you uh, operate it. So, you know, that that's something people are looking at, no doubt. And, you know, you think about the intuitive surgical and their Da Vinci system for right. uh, robotic surgery. I mean, mm -hmm. there are all kinds of areas in which this uh, part of the market is yeah. involved. And yeah. we've had uh, Bill Shoemaker on, uh, in the, Studebaker on the, in the past, who's a um, who's helped create this uh, ETF, this robo-ETF, R-O-B-O, and that ETF is up 39% for the year. So you can see some of that performance there. NVIDIA component there, and you know, NVIDIA also sort of playing, and it's also gotten a boost for people who believe that NVIDIA is benefiting from uh, the cryptocurrency mining, uh, Bitcoin mining and the like, using their advanced chips. Right.
Very so, cool stuff. Hey, let's uh, also bring into uh, our conversation Carver Cadana, our chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of analysts. Not a lot of economic news on tap. So, I don't know, what did you find interesting so far in the day? Well, uh, we did have small business sentiment uh, earlier today, that. and uh, that showed some backsliding. And uh, actually, the commentary uh, released along with the survey said, uh, the t- and I'll quote, uh, the temptation is to blame the decline on the hurricanes, uh, but that's not entirely consistent with the data, as you saw big drops in uh, expected sales uh, and also a big drop in uh, those saying now is a good time to expand the business. So it seems that uh, small businesses are starting to lose confidence uh, in one of the big items uh, which they've been focused on, which was uh, uh, basically uh, um, fiscal and health care uh, issues. So tax reform and uh, health care repeal uh, and uh Healthcare repeal definitely has uh, shifted onto the back burner, and uh, the tax reform is uh, certainly within question uh, now, and uh, that seems to be reflected in the survey here. So you see some of that uh, yeah. Trump reflation trade uh, at least washing out of uh, small business sentiment. We did have a guest on uh, this week, last week, uh, that was specifically talking about uh, changes in uh, tax policy and how that could really help out some of those smaller cap companies in particular. So Right, the pass-throughs and, uh, yes. and the top t- uh, tax rates could uh, be beneficial. Uh, if it gets passed. But uh, now we're looking at a uh, a very compressed legislative uh, uh, calendar. So first of all, if the state and income, a state and local uh, tax deduction stays in the tax plan, and, and we don't have the hard details yet, uh, that socks it to the coasts. Uh, and there's enough House Republicans that are in those coastal states like California, New Jersey, New York, and whatnot, uh, that uh, they likely would not have the votes to pass the House uh, right. if, uh, if that stays in. And then also with the on going Twitter war with uh, uh, Senator Corker and mm-hmm. Rand Paul and uh, uh, Lindsey Graham. Uh, it's not clear that he has the uh, votes in the Senate uh, either from uh, Republicans. So, uh, you know, I'm optimistic that uh, tax reform can uh, uh, actually come through, but uh, the odds definitely are slipping over the last couple of days. And furthermore, there's not a lot of legislative days between now and really let's say, 4th of July of next year uh, before uh, folks go on to uh, campaign mode for the Clock midterm elections. Right. There's not a lot of days to uh, get this done. Let alone if they waste a few days taking IQ tests. Or well, something like that. Do you know there's a corporate history there? Uh, there was a time when, the, when AT&T uh, was going to turn over the CEO ranks uh, to a guy named John Walters, I recall, and, and uh, the former uh, CEO of, of AT&T thought maybe he wasn't the right guy for the job and wasn't hearing good things about the meetings when the guy had been appointed president, so he asked him to take an IQ test. <laughs> it's crazy. By the way, uh, we should point out that the State Department spokeswoman, Heather Nart, says Tillerson has a high IQ, whatever that means. I'd like to see an IQ test face-off. That could be fun. We could televise it. What, between me and Carl? Uh, no. Between me and Dave? Yeah. Ooh, that I'd, I'd That would like. be a challenge. That would be fun. I'm going to faceplant on that one. Yeah, I like, I like your odds. It could All be I can m- tell musical you IQ. That Mensa, you know, the international organization for people with high IQs, they're perfectly willing to run a Trump versus Tillerson test. Maybe Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> I've found almost universally anyone who puts Mensa on their LinkedIn profile is a certifiable lunatic. Maybe we could play. What's that cat's game? Crazy cats or whatever? Talking Tom. What is it? What is it, Dave? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is, Corey, for whatever it's worth, I was once a member of Mensa. That's it. See, now when you have, to, my when point. You have exactly. to point it out, you Boom totally goes the take it away. Oh. 
Dave Wilson, and Carl Cadana.